At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Check it out now. Uh. No doubt now. Thursday morning, February 4th, 2021. It is the Beating the Book podcast, Megapod. It is our final football season podcast. Super Bowl 55, Megapod. Um, Yes, the game, the side, the total, you know, there's that. But really, mainly, your favorite props as well for all of us uh, on the show today for Super Bowl 55. As always, joined here live at the D, our wonderful host all season long by Derek Stevens Conciliary, Vice President of Operations at Circus Sports, Michael Palm, also the co-host of The Nuts on VEASAN. Yeah, very exciting times. Very, very exciting. We're finding our way in the wilderness. But thank you, Gil. A great season again. And we got to be here at Bar Canada. We did. We reap the great benefits of iHeart, and so, I mean, it's just a win-win all around. I mean, what's what's there not to like? Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, can I just say, we have loved coming to the D. It is, honestly, I did a podcast for nine years before this where I had to edit everything meticulously. So for me personally, being able to do this live is like a dream come true. Thank so you. thank you. No, we love having you. We're never leaving. Yeah. That's okay. Okay. That's all right. You guys can go over to Circa. We're just going to be back here. I stay here, here anyhow. I'm yeah. here more than I'm there. I love this table. Well, this is like this was built before we ever heard of COVID, but it's, it was built for COVID. I mean, it's the perfectly social distance place. And the table is shaped like Captain America's it shield is. or well, like Iron Man's shield <laughs> or something, maybe. Uh, Todd Wishnev from his mom's cork attic somewhere in Pennsylvania. Uh, uh, pardon me, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Todd Wishnev, the subject of uh, Bill Krakenberger and I roasting him this morning on a numbers game. How you doing, Daddy? I'm doing great. I cannot wait for the big college basketball matchups on Sunday. Is there another game as well? There is. There's a football game <laughs> oh, okay. yet to be played. Oh. I've just heard. Uh, and uh, we've always, we said during the postseason, we just want the all-stars from the regular season back. Uh, this is my old friend. He's an all-star, not only in sports betting, but in my heart. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Bob Stoll from Colorado. How you doing, Bobby? You complete me, Gil. <laughs> well, thank you, Bob. I appreciate that. I'm doing, I'm doing well, actually. Um, had an epic NFL season, as you know, you get to play. So, yes. Um, a lot of variability in that, but 59 and 27 is so once in a once in a lifetime sort of season. 59 so really and 27. And you did not participate in any season-long handicapping contest, right? Uh, I did win my pool among my friends. There, there you go. Not exactly the one I was referring to, but you won your pool among your friends. What that, won? That, that would have hauled in, I don't know, about $1,100 if anybody paid me. 1100 United States dollars if your friends pay you. What was the winning, num- uh, winning record for Circa Millions? Do you remember? Mm, 
it was. I think it was like it, seventy-eight. Yeah, it came in at eight percent. No, not seventy-eight no? percent. It no. was sixty-seven was and change. Sixty-seven and change was the percentage. Yeah. So, Bob, basically, what we're saying is, you would have been vying for the top spot. Perhaps, yes. Perhaps, but, but you, you know, yeah, you would have had to play five a week. Like yes. Fifty-nine and twenty-seven were totals. So. Yeah, that's true. You got to pick your games. Would have had, yeah. You know. All right. Forty never. sides. Uh, but then, <laughs> you know, I had to throw in some some other plays, and who knows how the, those would have gone. But yeah. uh, my other pool, I was. 59%, I think, end of the season. I had to pick 10 games a week. Ouch. Wow. All right. Well, it's just a, either way, it's an epic season. Maybe you wouldn't have competed in circuit because the format is specific, but an yeah. epic, yeah. epic season. Um, and your basketball seasons have gotten off to an, an okay start? Well, yeah. Okay. The, the opinions have done better than the best bets. And I'm 7 and 14 on close games, you know, decided by less than three points. So I have a little bit of. Uh, a, negative luck in there but overall you know best bets are 52 percent the opinions are are better than that 55 or 56 percent overall the model's doing okay the luck on close games is sort of dragging me down a little bit but still some season left so i expect to be profitable by the end of the year all right better on the opinions you should be more opinionated then bob i suppose so it's just yeah, yeah it's been a topsy-turvy year in in college uh college basketball, but then again, I, I won more close games than I lost in the NFL, and the opinions didn't do as well as the best bets, so right. that it works out. Okay. It works out. Uh, all right, guys, because people are waiting for props, let's talk about just Super Bowl 55, the game line itself, the money line, the total, to see if we have any bets there. Uh, Kansas City right now, as we do this Thursday morning, three-point favorites over the Buccaneers, extra juice. Uh, there have been some three-and-a-halves that pop up. They have quickly gone back to three. Don't know where this is going to be by the end. The total moved a bit yesterday, about a half a point or even a point in some spots. Even saw 55-and-a-half pop, uh, pop up in some spots offshore. And I guess it was because there was more of a percentage chance of thunderstorms and, as as we talk about a lot, rain really yeah, does. Go ahead, Bob. Yeah. Well, there was, and rain mat if it's full-on rain the entire game, that's worth three points. Um, and there was, I think the, the percentage went up to in the mid-30s yesterday. Now it's back down into the high teens as chance of rain. So maybe that's why the total popped back up to 56. It uh, looks like the, the probability of rain is, 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 is becoming less. Yes. Uh, but, you know, that could change. It's weather. And wind. So. It's weather. Weather. I don't know if, you, if anybody knows this. Not an exact science uh, predicting weather. It matters more, and there are six, seven-mile-an-hour winds expected. So. Yeah. It might as well be zero if it's going to be that. Uh, did you play anything on the total or the spread or the money line? Did you do anything with the big three, Bob? Uh, no. I have a lean with Tampa Bay, but no personal bets, no recommended bets. Okay. Um, I will tell you that I had Chiefs Futures. I forgot that I had Chiefs Futures at the end of the Chiefs-Bills game. I quickly raced to bet Kansas City minus three. I'm like, why do I do that? I have Chiefs Futures. Uh, I am waiting, though, for what I typically do with the Super Bowl. The public, for whatever reason, bets dogs during the Super Bowl differently than they do dogs in the regular season. Regular season, they take them with the points. I don't know if it's because it's the last hurrah or whatever, but they tend to play the dog on the money line, which artificially will mute the favorite on the money line. For instance, New England against Atlanta some years ago, three years ago, you even got New England in the minus 140s as a three, three and a half point favorite. I don't know that Kansas City will go this far down. Who knows if they'll even go down to minus 150 or minus 155, but I'm also looking to wait for that. So you did bet the Chiefs? I did. For forgetting you had the futures? Yes. Like Wait, an idiot. Your only futures were Super Bowl, not AFC. I had AFC too. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. I had AFC as well. That's good. Yeah. I did it in November, late November. What What was your number on Super Bowl? Plus 240 something, I yeah. believe. Let me check that actually. I'll tell you exactly what well, it was. You've got some interesting end game opportunities with Tampa then. <laughs> what did you Did you do anything with it? With I, I laid three minus 115. Um, I was minus 119. Yeah. Yeah. Three minus 115 is what I laid. I like the Chiefs in this matchup. Not a lot. It's not a big bet. I just think, boy, it's, this is a historically good offense. And I, I, can you compare, and I can ask Dr. Bob this question, can you compare the Buccaneers' defense of this year to the 49ers' defense of last year? I mean, when you think about that Super Bowl, the 49ers' defense, they held the Chiefs to 10 points through three quarters, right? Yeah. And I mean, they're it, similar. Mm. They're similar. Strong defensive line. They don't need to blitz. 
Uh, in the first meeting, they only blitzed 18% of the time. And Tampa Bay is normally a blitzing team in the high 30s in, in blitz rate. They didn't blitz them much in the first matchup. Uh, I don't think they're going to blitz them much here. And Kansas City's offensive line is worse now without Fisher. They moved the right tackle over to take the left tackle, but the backup right tackle, who's got playing right tackle now, is not good. Um, so, you know, Barrett ought to have a good game. Um, I think they're going to be able to get pressure on them just with their four-man front, so they don't need to blitz a lot. Um, if we want to talk more about the matchup, I think the biggest difference between this game and the Week 12 game is that Carlton Davis had to guard Tyreek Hill in the first game, and Carlton Davis is a very good cornerback, just not a fast cornerback. Uh, he has, you know, ran a four or five at the combine, you know, when he came out of college, which is slower than average for a NFL defensive, you know, for a cornerback. He had no chance of keeping up with Tyreek Hill in that first matchup. Remember, Jamel Dean was out of that game, and Jamel Dean has elite speed, four three forty, in a very good corner. So there's no way. I just can't imagine they're going to have Davis on Tyreek Hill. And remember, Tyreek Hill had over 200 receiving yards in the first half of that game. Mm-hmm. They had no one who can keep up with his speed. Well, now they have Jamel Dean, who's one of the fastest corners in the league and a very good cornerback. He'll be probably taking Tyreek Hill, and they'll have you know over-the-top help because they won't have to blitz as much with the you know, Kansas City's offensive line problems. But I think it's a totally different matchup. I don't think Hill's going to go nuts. Um, uh, Tampa Bay's got, you know, they're good at defending tight ends. Um, so Kelsey might be held in check a little bit. Now they have a good slot corner. I think that the matchup's completely different this time. The fact that Kansas City only won that game by three first time around, I, I think the matchups this time around favor Tampa Bay a little bit more. Kansas City way up in that game, and then they ended up winning by three. Yeah, they were up. So that's part of it. I mean, they might have yeah. kept the, the down had they, you know, had they, uh, not been up 17 to nothing early. So who knows what would have happened. And, um, but I do think the match, I think that Jamel Dean, that's a huge difference. There's no way Davis is going to be on Hill again. Bowles is not going to be stupid enough to do that again. Um, so I think it's, a, it's something that's not even time watching get up every morning. No one's talking about it. They're just talking about how Carlton Davis, how, how he got toasted the first time by, by Tyree. He's not even going to be on him this time. I can't imagine that they wouldn't have Dean on Hill. So. Completely different matchup. Excellent point. Great points. Yeah. Great, great points. Are you excited about this year's Super Bowl? And I ask this to all three of you. Yes. I mean, you know, ready for the game to be played, quite frankly. Excited by the matchup? Yes. Yes. Yeah. You? I'm excited to watch it. And Gil knows, in the past, my excitement came from hosting a very good Super Bowl party. Yeah. With... uh, Many people uh, from the Bay, from San Francisco, in my little apartment, and uh, food flowing, margaritas, mm-hmm. me bartending. In the past, I spent most of my time mixing drinks and didn't really get to watch the game as intently as I do now, being a father of two little ones living in the Denver area with no Super Bowl parties. So I'm looking forward to watching the game as opposed to hosting the game. Some of us met our girlfriends at Dr. Bob's Super Bowl parties. That kind of thing. Yeah, That's true. So, legacy. So you had I, no play? Gil, Gil showed up just, just sitting, I, standing, standing in one corner. The, the single ladies were at the bar near me. <laughs> and after the uh, party was over, I got word that one of them was interested in meeting Gil. It was not Gil's girlfriend. Not the one. Uh, yeah. It was, it was Gil's girlfriend's friend. And Gil's like, oh, I'm not really interested in her, but who's her friend? What about you know? that other one? Yeah. Passing information on, and there was a mutual interest. What year was this? Uh, this was, what, seven years ago? This was like Seattle. We're yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Back mm-hmm. when I was young yep. and pretty, Mike. <laughs> That's the first uh, year my wife made our Super Bowl party. That's right. I bet a nickel on the Chiefs minus three minus yeah. one. By That's way, it. That's plus, it. Plus 295 on November 28th. That's very nice. I, that's what I got. Well, very me. nice. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> Todd, you have anything on this game beyond props? Yeah, I, I, I actually think it's the – well, first of all, I don't really love doing the props because I feel like – and, and I feel this way in, in all NFL games for that matter. When you're doing props, you're kind of taking a side in a sense because you've got to come up with what you think is going to happen in the game. Should be correlated, and then yeah. I would just much rather 
play in game where I feel like you have the better chance in in anything um, in NFL, you know, related stuff. So I'm just probably going to play this like a regular game. But I I don't I don't think this is really going to be necessarily a close game. The last time these two teams played, it was not a close game. 27-24 is completely not indicative of what the score was. It was 17-0 early. It was 27-10. I went back and looked because I remember the game uh, pretty well. The sit- first six out of seven Chiefs drives ended in either points or a long drive and a fumble. So it was the same as every other Kansas City game. When they're trying in the beginning, you know, they're going to just do whatever they want. I don't care who's guarding who. I don't care about Tyreek Hill or whoever. I mean, not to say that that's not a good analysis, Dr. Bob. They just have too much weapons. They just have too many (laughs) weapons. So I don't care who's guarding who. You can go get the all-star team and try to guard them. You can't guard this team. This team is impossible. They can score whenever they want. Look at the Bills game. It was exactly the same scenario. Remember a couple weeks ago we talked about this? I said the Kansas City could have won that game by 100 if they wanted to. And what did they do in the playoff game? Same thing. I I really think Tampa Bay, if you look at their games, they didn't play well at all. In the last nine weeks, they lost to the Rams, lost to Kansas City. Minnesota they beat because the Minnesota guy missed about 100 field goals. The Atlanta game, they were down by 17, came back and won. Okay, they killed Detroit. Everyone does that. Who cares? The the next Atlanta game was close for a little while. Tyler Henneke or Taylor Henneke scored 23 on them. New Orleans had no business losing the game. The guy fumbles at the 50-yard line. Otherwise, New Orleans wins that game. Green Bay could have won the game. No, I'll give them credit. They did a great job on defense against Green Bay. But Tom Brady's throwing interceptions like it's going out of style here. You better play a perfect damn game if you're going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't see them having it in him. I don't like to bet pregame, but if I was going to bet pregame, Kansas City minus three, I mean, this is ridiculous to me. I I, I just don't yeah. see it. I, I, I think Tampa Bay's a slightly above average, I mean, slightly above above average team. I don't think they're anything special. And to compare them to San Francisco of last year, San Francisco defense were monsters last year. This Tampa Bay defense is not. Taylor Henneke was moving all over them. Taylor Henneke? Are you aware? Maybe I'm not even saying his name right. I was going to say, whatever that guy's name is. What about Taylor Heineke? How did he do? That guy. That guy was going all over this defense. So give me a break. Andy Reid will figure out how to block the damn guys. I know there's there's the left tackles out. It's a disaster. The world is ending. The left tackles out. No, Andy Reid will figure it out. Kansas City Chiefs, minus three. Did Dr. Bob? Let's see. Kansas Kansas City's, what is it, 21-1 and when Fisher's playing and and 3-3 when he's not under Mahomes. Now, that's obviously a small sample, but... I mean, the left tackles were 0.8 points in in, in the analysis (laughs) done. Um, so yeah, it's not the end of the world. Um, but you know, you're making the case of, well, Tampa Bay could have lost that game and they could have lost that game. I said that every week about Kansas city in the second half of the season. Could have lost that. Every game was close. They could have lost a lot of games. You can't play that could have lost for Tampa Bay and not play the same game for Kansas city. But I'm going to, I'm going to respectfully disagree with you because the Kansas city games, they were toying with people. They, they they never were really well, in if danger. Tampa Bay was toying with people. How can you? Just I don't think I don't think that's true. Toy with people. Well, can I chime You're in here? Excuses for Kansas City. Can I can I chime in here because Aaron Schatz, uh, the creator of Football Outsiders, was on this podcast uh, right after Week 14, in the middle of December. We had him on. We were in the Foursquare, and I had the audacity to say, uh, again, it was right after the Miami game where Kansas City ended up winning, I think, by three or four points. But they outscored Miami 30-3 to in the second and third quarter. And I said, famously to Aaron, you know, it's like they just have an on and off switch. And Aaron immediately admonished me and said, you're just saying that because it's Kansas City. If it were any other team, you wouldn't make that subjective comment. And I acknowledge at the time that there was some subjectivity to it. But I had Aaron on yesterday on a numbers game on VEASAN. And the very first thing I asked him, I played that video of, of us from several weeks ago. And I said, what do you think now? And he said, it's funny you bring that up. He actually did some analysis on that, and he has been convinced. He's like, two things would happen if that were true. One, that they would all of a sudden play really badly when they were way ahead. And two, they would step it up during the postseason. And actually, by his exactly numbers, what happened. But by his numbers, he was like, actually, both of those things happened. And he went back to every Kansas City lead where they just absolutely just like miserably stopped playing football on both sides of the ball. And in the playoffs, by his DVOA, by his by his preparatory stats, he really feels they have played some of their best games. So, I mean, 
to Todd's point. You know, the first Tampa Bay, you know what the yards per play was in the first Tampa Bay-Kansas City I, game? I do not. 7.6 to 7.5. Yeah. So the stats people will tell you, oh, this was a close game. It was not a close game. It wasn't even it was it was the exact Kansas City replica of every game this year. On, on, they get way ahead, they start messing around and just running the ball and not trying anymore the way they would be trying if it was a close game. Oh. So in my opinion, you have there's so much garbage in, in Kansas City statistics that it can ruin models. In my opinion, they're they're the oh. most susceptible to model ruining. And the first Tampa Bay game was a perfect example of that game. There was there was no chance Tom Brady could win that game. It was a joke that game. DVOA to your to your side of things, Bob. Though Aaron has had Tampa Bay rated much higher than most all year long, um, so you know he's. By the way, he's on Tampa Bay plus three and a half uh, himself uh, in this game. But anyway, just wanted to point that out because that's an interesting discussion. Where Aaron, even Aaron, within a month or two, he's sort of like he's like you know I, I might have been wrong about that. So by, by the way, the model that our model here uses it it it, it weighs. Stats is play-by-play metrics, all the metrics you get from the play-by-play data, but it weighs the stats in competitive parts of the game more than it does uh, in less competitive parts or in the fourth quarter when the game's out of reach. So it's it's factored out a lot of that garbage time stuff. So Kansas City is the top-rated team in my model too, and it, part of that is because we it factors out a lot of those you know the garbage time stuff. But not every close game was was a big lead where they you know gave up points late. A lot of those, they came from behind to win. They're still the best team in the league. I'm not arguing. I think Tampa Bay is better than, you know, well, obviously I think the odds makers are giving them credit. I mean, they're only three-point underdog. You know, I, I think, you know, the fair line is probably 2.6 based on the math I'm doing. So it's not like it's a ridiculous, you know, like I'm jumping all over Tampa Bay here. I'm not. I just, I just lean with Tampa Bay. I think the matchups are pretty favorable and the model leans with Tampa Bay. So. So calm down, well, yeah, Todd. Hard with anyone taking Kansas well, City. No, Bob. I, one second. Bob can be right, and I can also be right. No, that, no, just I, because Bob, Bob, just because Bob, in this particular scenario, look, his stats will will work out for him, as you can hear by his record in this year's NFL. His statistical modeling is obviously good enough to be winning. It doesn't mean he's going to be right in every scenario. That's you know, that's all I'm saying, and I think well, we can all agree on that. What'd you say, yeah, Bob? No one is. You have a you have a you know a forty eight percent chance to be right in this case. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's forty eight percent. But I I will take I will take exception with the fact that I I do believe Kansas City. While the games looked close in a lot of scenarios, you can go through all the games and you can see that there was something going on. Uh, with the exception of the Atlanta Falcons game, I'll give you that one. But New Orleans, it was thirty two twenty nine. That was not a close game. The Miami game was 33-27, not a close game. Denver game before that, 22-16, not a close game. Tampa Bay game we already talked about, not a close game. Vegas, 35-31. Vegas was actually giving them a little bit of trouble that game. Uh, you know, I mean, you can go back through all these games. The, the Buffalo first game, people will say, oh, it's only 26-17. Nah, it wasn't. They could have won that game by 1,000 if they wanted. So to me, I think of all the teams, you know, I just think that Kansas City is going to be the hardest to clean up statistical models than any than almost any team. I think and I'm sure that guys know how to do statistical modeling like Dr. Bob know how to do it. But there's probably a lot of people that have models that do not know how to clean up the dirtiness. You know, like the, remember the Cleveland-Pittsburgh uh, playoff game where Ben Roethlisberger throws for 550 yards and everyone probably has some semblance of that in their model. Well, guess what? That All that can be thrown away in the garbage. Because Cleveland was letting them do whatever they wanted with the gigantic lead. You could throw out all of it, in my opinion. Had the game been 10 7, game would have been a completely different game. So, you know. Yeah. No, I, let me just say. Go ahead. Just, you know, I understand, you know, Kansas City has a switch. I believe that. I believe they play better when they need to play better. You know who else plays better when he needs to play better? Tom Brady. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help. 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Time, I mean, will, time will tell on Sunday. From minus two to underdog in his career as a, as a, as a quarterback, from so competitive games, minus two to underdog. He's 45 and 25 straight up, 50 and 20 against the spread, eight and three in the playoffs, two and zero as a dog pick in the Super Bowl. I mean, he can turn it on when he needs to too. I mean, you're making a case for Mahomes, rightfully so. Did you think they were? Did you think they should have won the Saints game? They won the Saints game. There's a lot of games (laughs) that Kansas City should not have won. Okay, but what I'm saying is, if you played that game like a hundred times. Would you say that they were on the more fortunate side? They were probably around 38 times to win. Sure. Okay. They're in the Super Bowl now. Okay. I mean, I'm not, you can't go. Obviously, Kansas City is a better team than Tampa Bay, and and Tampa Bay's season could have easily gone a different way had they not won a couple close games. But they're here. And I'm here. The metrics I'm using say it's going to be, you know, two to three point game. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of variance in that, but I think the line is shading a little bit higher than it should. I think three, solid three, should be the number. I, th- I think it's an awesome discussion. Mikey and I are enjoying uh, listening to it, for real. Because it's, it, Todd, I, I really, I get back to what you what you said there. We, we, this is a very difficult team when you look at them to more more than perhaps any other team. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe historically we'll look back on it and think this this version of the Kansas City Chiefs might be the the dirtiest statistical team ever, to put it that way. It's very difficult. And again, I love that Aaron was able to sort of go back on his because he was so he had such strong conviction on you can't say that everybody's saying that about the Chiefs. And he, and when he went back and looked at it, he's like, wow, no, off the charts change of behavior for this team in an anomalous kind of way. Not nor you know, not the normal letdown kind of team. So anyway, it's an interesting conversation, and one game is not going to decide the answer of it. Um, but it's a fascinating discussion, I think. Um, let's do some props. Otherwise, we'll be here all day on this. Bob, you get you get honors, Your Honor. Uh, you can. I think last year I was on your. I don't know. I was on your show. Maybe mm-hmm. um, you hit them all, Gil. Hit them all. I'm your good luck charm, all. Bobby. I'm your good luck charm. Yeah. Playoff props are now 22 and 5, and I'm rolling with four of them. Yes. In the Super Bowl. All right. Um, I'm going with Patrick Mahomes over. And that, that 21 and a half is kind of the consensus. It might have moved. I released it to clients about an hour and a half ago, hour ago. Um, here's the thinking on the Patrick Mahomes over 21 and a half rushing yards, up to 25 and a half. So anything. 25 and a half or less, I would, I would bet on the over on Mahomes rushing yards. Um, you might remember last year he had 40-something, and then he took three kneel downs for 15 yards to go yeah, under. Three exaggerated kneel downs, yeah. He did run when he needed to. And this year, I think he's going to need to run more. I mean, I think that, that Tampa Bay is going to be able to put pressure on him. Uh, they're gonna. I don't think they're going to blitz as much. So they're going to have more men in coverage, so his receivers are likely to be covered a little bit more than normal. And with him running around looking for guys with all those defensive backs back there, I think he's going to take off and run more than he normally does. Um, so I'm going to go over Mahomes' rushing yards as my first prop. Over. I'm Mahomes with Bob on that yards. one. I like I like that one a lot. What Bob yeah, just said. I, 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 I don't know. One and a half was consensus, and I'd say up to twenty-five and a half is still a good bet. Todd is like. I the, think there's going to be. 
I think there's going to be a lot of a lot of if there's more pressure on Mahomes, which they're they're very well maybe. I I totally agree with that. You, I could see Mahomes getting a bunch of like nine yard scrambles where he's like in trouble and he somehow gets out of it like he always does and gets nine yards for the first down. So I, I like that one a lot. Todd is the Darren Ravel of this podcast. He's like confirmed. I like That's that. Amal Shaw's. Uh, please don't. Amal please Shaw. don't compare me with Darren Ravel, please. Amal. You know, I just. Be, you can you can make a lot of jokes, but you know, that that is not called for. Have I told my Darren Ravel story here on the show? I think tell I might have. Tell it, tell it again. Nine years ago, ten years ago, <laughs> when I was a little pisher and nobody knew who I was, they still don't know who I am. But then I, they really didn't know who I was. I there's something happened with a running back, and on Twitter, not even clever, I wrote, "Mama, don't let your babies grow up to be running backs." Not funny, not clever, just a stupid throwaway line. Nine, ten minutes later on Twitter, Darren Rebell, Mama, don't let your babies grow up to be running back. He was, he was, he was, he was a predecessor to Ben Fox. <laughs> yes. But the people that tweeted at Ben Fox, there is the retweet button. <laughs> it's like, uh, uh, there was a guy that used to be on one of the pregame shows, Norm something, Hitch Kiss, sir. Who was the guy who used to be on one of the pregame shows years ago, in like in the 90s? So I used to publish a newsletter. And I'd have all these great stats and, and things. And then he just would quote them verbatim. And I had clients like email, like, oh. this guy's stealing your stuff. And I didn't get up that early to, to watch the pregame show. Pete Oxtown? Was it Pete Oxtown? No, no, it wasn't. It was Norm something. Norm Hitzkiss. Yeah, Norm Hitzkiss. <laughs> H-I-T-Z-G-E-S. Yeah. Yeah. And he would just, I mean, like, just blatant stealing of the stuff I'd have in my newsletter. Uh, stats that I have published in my newsletter. People, people. Um, and, and well, me and Gil came up. Me and Gil had a whole segment on. A, <laughs> we, me and Gil had a whole segment on a numbers game, and then uh, and then I some guy I know who goes on Paulie and Mitch's show, you know, basically renamed it No Hyperbole and did the same exact segment. It's it's very very disconcerting. It's the Gentile version. That's right. Yes, uh, I think well, a guy from what is it? The sincerest form of flattery. Yeah, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. That's what I always say. I happen to like that guy, and I buy him popcorn all the time, so it's not the end of the yeah, world. Not, but yeah. you know, I think I was doing it subconsciously, maybe. <laughs> um, Mikey, Mikey, before we get to uh, your favorite prop here, oh. this is from my buddy Jason Weingarten, who is always on a numbers game with me uh, from under a cloud of smoke in Southern California. He he reminded me of the, he told me about this yesterday. I forgot. Producer number seven, Jason Khan, just reminded me, but he actually text he actually tweeted this out. He said, yesterday I wanted to bet Vita Vea to score an anytime touchdown, and nobody had it listed. So I asked Circus Sports to make a line, and within 15 to 20 minutes, it was posted for betting. A couple other books responded and said they couldn't do it. Most ignored the request. This is to say that Circus Sports is the gold standard of legal U.S. sports books, and other books could learn a thing or three from them. That's very nice. How about that? Well, we do that. Yep. We do that. We, we take suggestions, and then they make it. They move the market. Obviously, if you post him, mm -hmm. right, that, that affects everybody else that you have listed to score the first touchdown. So that's a compliments to Metcalf and, and Chris Bennett. Just coming up with these squares and coming up with 400 different markets on these different numbers. is, is We've written more now already this year than we did last year. Really? On the squares, right. On the squares. Did they research, Mike, like which numbers come out the most uh Common, I assume. Researched it, and then and then you have to factor in who the two teams are, right? And what the total is is a factor in that. And but people bet the odd numbers because they want a big payout. Right. Last year it was all common numbers seven zero seven three, and we and we and we held like seventy percent of the pool because people are betting the five five and the eight two and all two, that. Four. Yeah, because yeah. they want five thousand to one, a thousand to one, all mm -hmm. that stuff. <clears throat> Favorite prop, sir. I like. Kansas City to score over one and a half touchdowns in the first half, I laid 150. Your reasoning? Well, look, there's going to be six, probably seven possessions in the first half. Is Tampa Bay going to stop Mahomes five times from scoring? I just, I'm with Todd about how good this offense is. I think they, they, they just score when they want to score. I mean, not that, not that they don't, so, but they're just so good. They don't waste any plays. They don't run into the middle of the line. You know what I mean? They just, they're always getting their, their, the ball to guys in space where they can make plays. And I just think it's real tough. Unless this, this line move and missing the, the left tackle and then they can get a lot of pressure with four guys and really disrupt him, it's hard. Either, either they drop a ball or they get sacked on third down. Those are the only ways they don't score on these drives. And in the first half of games, Reed is more aggressive on fourth and short. When he has the lead, then he starts kicking field goals in the second half. But in early in games, he's trying to score touchdowns and build the lead. So I thought that was... 
good point there. In the first game, in the first half, they threw the ball 83% of their plays. Yeah. In the first half against Tampa Bay the first time. I mean, and they're not going to try to run. Tampa Bay's got a good run defense, one of the best. Bob, they're not going to bother running. Dr. Bob bringing it. Yeah. Uh, my, that's my, why he's on the Super Bowl edition. That's why he's on the Super Bowl edition. 83% first half in the first meeting. Uh, my, you don't have my glasses. This is all, I memorized this stuff for you. <laughs> you don't even, that's right. Are you wearing contacts though, Bob? Tell the truth. No, no, no I just, just want to look pretty. Okay. <laughs> and, you, and you do. And you do. Um, my wife, I shaved too. <laughs> uh, I have a Tom Brady over a half a yard rushing. Thomas Brady <laughs> over 0.5 yards rushing. Now, this correlates as well with my game bets right. on the Kansas City Chiefs because I do not believe that Tom Brady will be kneeled down late in the right. game. And so, therefore, I can't run into, if I believe that, the Tom Brady will lose yardage well, kneeling down. What is your bet, Bill? Tom Brady <laughs> over half a yard rushing. Now, I have a bet, but it's, it's will he have any rush that's positive yardage? So it's not total rushing oh, yards. Yeah. It's will he have a positive rush? So and I laid one forty. All right, I think he will. Mm -hmm. I mean, he might sneak one. I mean, he's that's the, the, he's yeah, the best I, so quarterback sneakers of all time. He, he is the greatest. Third one, third one, he's sneaking it. Yes, that was so. My explanation was just that. Correct. He's the greatest yeah. quarterback sneaker of all time. Third and one, fourth and one, doorstep of the end zone. Tom Brady will sneak at some point, and especially because Tampa Bay, after seeing Sean McDermott not be aggressive last week, if there was any doubt how you play the Chiefs, you've got to be aggressive. So if there are fourth and ones, they'll be more inclined to go for it, and Brady's there. And again, correlating with my Kansas City conviction on the game line, therefore I won't be worried about the Tom Brady kneel downs to take yardage away. Tom Brady over half a yard rushing. Todd, do you endorse it? Yeah, the only the only thing I would say is I I have noticed this year, and I don't have the stats to back it up, but I have noticed he doesn't sneak as much as he used to on the Patriots. On the Patriots, he used to sneak like every five yeah. seconds. It was like a sneak for a first down. I noticed it's not as often on Tampa Bay, but I'm sure yeah. it could still happen. Well, he's 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 97 years old now, and <laughs> he still he still sneaks it more than Big Ben or Rivers. None of those guys sneak any more at all. Tom Brady's still sneaking at 43 years old. Uh, Todd, you don't have any, right? Well, I mean, I'm just, I don't really like to play these, but if I w was going to play one of them, I'd probably play Tom Brady over a half of interception minus 190. I just think that there's, I've seen too many Tom Brady games this year where he throws these dying duck quail passes out there and somebody drops it and, you know, and last week they were all catching them, obviously. So he threw all those, or two weeks ago, he threw all those interceptions, but he throws a lot more interceptions than Tom Brady vintage New England used to throw. Yeah. Tom Brady Tom Brady vintage New England didn't throw, you know, a million balls that could have easily been intercepted and I just noticed it a lot more. Now Kansas City's not exactly the the most um you know uh greatest secondary to to do this, but I just feel like if they get behind by too much you know, he's going to he, he gets rushed or something. He gets jostled a little bit. He seems to throw balls that are just not Tom Brady-esque. I would say let's say he's before he threw 5 percent balls that weren't Tom Brady-esque. This year it's like 17 percent of, of his don't, throws. Don't, Todd, don't you think that, you know, and he's still playing at a high level, but don't you think there's some throws now he's more Phillip Rivers than Tom Brady? Yes. He short arms these balls and just lofts them out there like he, he never used to do. He did that last week a couple times. Yeah. That's why I say yeah. his his Tom his non-Tom Brady-esque throws yeah. are up to like 17%. 17, it's a lot 17%. more It's a lot more non-Tom Brady-esque throws, and you just didn't see, Look, I'm not saying the guy's not great. He's the greatest of all time, in my opinion. He's a fantastic... He's even a good quarterback now. I just think that He's not the old Tom Brady. I remember the old Tom Brady. The old Tom Brady was throwing darts, and it would take a guy's head off. It would hit him right in the middle of the numbers every single time. It's not the same Tom Brady this year. By the I'm way, not saying he's not good. By the way, it's that I don't have a bet on the total, but it's why I would not bet an under on this game. I would only bet the over because I think, just on what you're talking about, Todd, I think we will see a short field or two in this game. And short fields are the death of unders, and so I would I wouldn't. I can very easily see that happening. While his interceptions were fortuitous in terms of field goal, uh, field uh, position last week, um, you know, deep in uh, Green Bay territory, you can't always count on that. 
So yeah, for me it would be on the total. Not that I bet it, by the way, full disclosure, but it would be. But do over you agree that do you and Dr. Bob agree that his throws this year do like if you put them up against his old Tom Brady, not last year Tom Brady. I'm talking about like two, three, four, five years ago Tom Brady. It doesn't look the same. Well, the, the, I do. I agree with that anecdotally. The, the pick that we saw, particularly the one that was intended for, I guess intended in quotes for Evans last week at Green Bay, was you know it was, it was like tip. it. No, 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 not the tipped one, not the one over the middle where it went off uh, Evans' hands. Oh, but I'm oh, talking okay. about just like sort of the. He just sort of figured Evans would would go under it, and you know, oh, yeah. on the outside. And I remember think, uh, remarking to myself, or at least thinking about, it, I'm like, I don't see Tom Brady doing that. Like he he's not usually the one that that chucks that up and then hopes the receiver figures it out. You know, that was Doctor Bob. Of, do you agree with that also? I haven't watched enough Tampa Bay games. I watch the Red Zone Channel while I'm working on college football. The you know, the next week's college football, so I'm sort of glancing, so I'm not really watching enough Tampa Bay-specific games to... Well, do your stats. Of, um, they're not showing a lot of Tom Brady's ducks on Red Zone Channel. Probably showing more interceptions. Well, do, 17%. Probably showing more touchdowns than, than, than bad plays. But do your stats Do your stats say that he's a different quarterback now? Well, what's different is he's among the league leaders, if not the league leader in average air yards per throw. So he's throwing it down the field a lot more than he did with New England, especially in recent years. So he's going to have more interceptions. But given that he's leading the league or near the top of the league in average air yards per throw, his interception rate is relatively low. But because he's taking more chances down the field, he's, he's going to, yeah, he's not the same Tom Brady where he's going to have five interceptions a year. I mean, he's going to throw more interceptions as they're throwing the ball downfield more. So, but do you take into account that now he's got like an all-star team of receivers versus New England, where he was doing all that amazing magical stuff with guys like Julian Edelman and like just garbage receivers, except for when he had Randy Moss. He had, did not have good receivers, and and now he's playing with this Tampa. That's why I feel like it's been disguised a bit because, because of that. He's taking more risk because he's got better receivers. Also okay. among, uh, the, among the league leaders in getting rid of the ball quickest still, Tom Brady, this year in Tampa. Um, Bob, you have, a, you have a few more. What's number two? Well, you know, speaking of getting rid of the ball quickly, um, the Buccaneers' defense to record the first sack of the game is minus 125-ish. Um, I think up to minus 150 is a good bet that the Bucs will get the first sack. I already mentioned that Kansas City in the first meeting threw the ball 83% of the time in the first half. Why Why change that up? I expect something similar. Uh, Tampa Bay tends to run the ball on first and tens. They're seventh in the league in first and ten run rate. So they tend to be more conservative, especially early in the game. Um, and I've already mentioned Kansas City's offensive line problems. So I just think there's going to be more pressure on Mahomes than normal. Uh, Tampa Bay's sack rate is 6.9%, which is high. Uh, Mahomes was only sacked 3.4% of the time, but like I said, most of that was with a healthy offensive line. Um, Brady gets rid of the ball quick, like you said. That was one of my points. So I think Tampa, uh, Kansas City is going to throw the ball more often early in the game, I think, than Tampa Bay will. And because that's part of the reason I think the Buccaneers will record the first defensive sack. So All right. uh, that's a prop there. I like that. Mikey? Uh, those were the only two I bet. I, what was your second? Was the will the Brady will have a rushing attempt at positive yards? Oh, you already mentioned. And that. over one and a half Chiefs touchdowns in the first half. That's that's it. Okay. Um, my number two is Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown minus one seventy five. Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown minus one seventy five. A lot to lay. Bob made a point about Tampa Bay's uh, defense covering tight ends pretty well. This is one of these bets where I'm just sort of like. A bet I'm willing to lose. You can beat me on this. Tip of the cap to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're still going to, when they get close, they're still going to look for Kelsey, though. Yeah. So maybe in general, Tampa Bay does not allow a lot of receiving yards to tight ends, but they're still going to be looking for him down near the goal line. And you saw the, the kind of the trick play they kind of had to get him open against the Bills. I mean, <laughs> um, where they kind of snuck him out. And how did he not cover Kelsey? Was that last week? Two weeks ago? Which one? Didn't Kelsey slip out and was wide open in the end zone for one of those touchdowns? Oh, they all run in together for me now. I'm not sure which one you're referring to. I don't, know if it was I don't know if it was against the Bills or the week before that. Oh, yeah, where he was just sitting out there. This direction where they That's rolled right. him out. Kelsey came out to the left and no one was around. You know, it's Bill, find 
ways yeah. to get him over near the end zone. So I'm not against that. I don't know if I'd lay 175 odds, but I'm not against it. I had no problem laying one, my, minus 175. He There's... eight for 82 last time these two teams played, by the way. Um, There's yes. some interesting plus juice if you could, you think he's going to get two touchdowns. Over one and a half, some really nice plus yeah. plus money you can get. Some books are offering uh, two guys scoring a touchdown at plus money. You know, you can do the math on it to see if it's good. DraftKings is doing that. By the way, they didn't offer Travis Kelsey and Tom Brady. I'm going to have to ask Johnny Avello to put that one up. But uh, interesting stat about the red zone, though, for, for Kansas City. I'm not sure if your stats corroborate this as well, uh, Bob. That Tyreek Hill has gotten one more red zone target than Travis Kelsey this year. I would never have imagined that. I would have thought it would have been a mass monster gap between the two. Well, they run those little... There's been a couple I've seen where they kind of run him in motion, and then he just keeps going and sort of just runs to the corner, and they yes. get him the ball before the, you know, like one yard or at the line of scrimmage, and then he just sort of sprints it into the corner. Yeah. The pylon. I've seen a few of those. Those are the only, two, those are the only two props I've bet. Brady over half yard and uh, Kelsey minus 175. You have a couple more, Bob. Well, I'm going to do one more. Okay. Um, Brian Pringle. Ooh. who maybe no one's heard about, but there are props on his receiving yards, and it's at 10 and a half mostly. Um, he's been getting some playing time because Watkins has been out. Looks like Watkins is going to play. Uh, so they have Tyreek Hill, Demarcus Robinson, um, Hardeman, and then Watkins. So Pringle will be the fifth wide receiver. He might not even get on the field. I, so I think under 10 and a half receiving yards, even if he does catch a ball, it's probably going to be around 10 yards. I. I think it's a, a good bet. I don't think he's going to get a get a target. So if Watkins plays, I don't think Pringle's playing. So I, under 10 and a half receiving yards on Brian Pringle, if you can find it, it is at some of the major books. Not every online book's going to have that, but but there's one there's one to play. If you, Byron, if you have I have one deal that you might like. Okay, Byron Pringle under 10 and a half. Yeah. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What do you got, Todd? I kind of like this one, length of longest drive under 84 and a half minus 130. So basically what that means is as long as nobody starts from inside the 15-yard line and goes for a touchdown, you win the bet. So here's why I'm thinking that that might be a good bet. Why would that even happen in the first place, right? It would happen is if one team's at around the 45, 47-yard line and decides to punt and somehow pins the other team deep and now the other team goes, you know, a more than 84-and-a-half-yard drive starting from the 15. I have a feeling that Tampa Bay is going to think if they're on the plus side of the field, they've got to go for it because – you got to beat Kansas City when you have the opportunity. So I don't see them thinking, okay, yeah, let's pin Kansas City back because Kansas City is going to be at the 40-yard line in 10 minutes and 10 seconds anyways. So why even try to pin them deep? Typically, that's probably not going to happen as much against Kansas City. You're going to go for it more as opposed to try to pin them deep. On the other side, Kansas City may try to do it 
to to Tampa Bay, but then is Tampa Bay really going to be able to do um, 85 yard drives? I'm more concerned about Kansas City being able to do it. So I kind of like that one under 84 and a half as the longest uh, drive minus 130. I don't know what you guys think about that. I, I like the reasoning. The only two things that could uh, get you, I guess, are a are deep uh, deep field position pick or turnover or fumble, pick or fumble, and if a kickoff return is mortared, right, or just a bad kickoff right. return, that'd be the only other thing, obviously. So but typically they get to the 16. Yes. Yeah. On a I, kickoff. Typically for, they would. I forgot I have a third one. Oh, okay. It was a, it's, 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 I laid 405. Uh-oh. Okay. Brad Pinion, the punter for Tampa. Brad will, Rackin Pinion. Will not punt a touchback. Minus 405. Will not punch a touchback. Right. Oh, I like that. He's he's had 55 punts, two touchbacks. Wow. This year. And plus, the reason I choose the home punter is because he would more understand the wind and the weather conditions in that stadium since he kicks there eight times a year. But also that goes with how the many, same How many times do you expect him to punt? Well, not many. That's another factor, Bob. I mean, how many times can you punt against Kansas City? And not from plus territory. That's maybe. my same theory, Mike. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Three? I think maybe three times? Two or three, yeah. Let's say three. Bob doing Then it that. would be 10.5% that he would have a touchback. So I would also think is good. I think but, yeah, good. it would be good. I also think Bob it would be weighted to the fact that they're not going to be punting from the plus 40, you know what I mean? They're going to be going for yeah, the, no, they're going to be punting no. when they're backed up. No, I agree. I think that's a good bet. Yeah. All right. Punts, By the way, there weren't a lot of punts in the first bet. game. Yeah. By the way, Bob, could you just explain the math you just did for people? Well, you said two touchbacks in 55. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So 53 divided by 55. It's point nine six three six, and then you to the third. If he's going to punt three times, you do that to the third, and then subtract one. If the chance he's going to have a touchback is one minus the chance he has no touchback. The chance he has no touchbacks is, like I said, fifty three out of fifty five to the third. No touchback, no touchback, no touchback. So you're multiplying those together, um, and then subtract one is the chance he has a touchback. But that and that doesn't take into account what Mikey is saying, which is uh, it's also he's agreeing with me. It's going to be rare. Yeah. For right. Tampa Bay to be From punting, yes, right. If, right. If, if, that, if that if that premise is true, it's even less yes. likely. Yes, if, I think it's a good bet at minus four or five because it should be probably minus six hundred no, five to one. Or of course, all of these thoughts are if they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, right? But even if not, if he punts three times, right. I mean, he punched fifty-five times in the regular season in seventeen games. That's three three and a half, right? Three 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 and change, not even a half. Three point four, yeah. Right. So if you think, all right, well, maybe they punt a little bit less than three is three is legit. Even if it is, you know, three point three point three. It's still eleven and a half percent. That he has a touchback. Minus four oh five. Yeah, minus four oh five. Yeah, so it's like seven to one odds. I think that's and very few, very few punts are touchbacks, especially in the and you Nicole, know how they're going to get. And Nicole Hardman fields it at the one anyhow. Right there. The old fair. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, that's right. I think that's a good bet. No, thank you. Yeah, the old, like, let it go if it's inside the 10 doesn't Put your heels anymore. on the 10 and don't go backward, anymore. right? No. I don't know when they decided they <laughs> don't do that anymore, but they don't. Um, I'll say this every year. Again, the one prop that flummoxes tends to flummox the casual better the most in Super Bowl prop history. Will a team score three times in a row? The no has huge plus money, plus 170-ish. The average better looks at that and goes, like, what do you mean? These are the two best teams in football. And by the way, conversion's accepted here. These are the two best teams in football. What are the chances of, of one of these teams scoring three times in a row? It happens all the time. By the way, last 11 Super Bowls, for instance, if you want to do a small sample size, it's happened seven times that a team has scored three times in a row. So don't be, don't be so tempted by the no there that is actually properly priced. And books know this. Books aren't as dumb as you might think they are in these particular situations. Bob, has there ever been? Is there? Is there? Are there others that you look at where you're like, oh, I can see people being hoodwinked by this one? I don't know. I, I think that's a good one. I mean, yeah. That's a trick one. I've actually never really. I I see that one every year, and I'm like, ah. <laughs> I just yeah. I just don't want to go and figure out the math. You know, I'm like, eh. I mean, I have to go. I'd have to. 
you have to write some kind of query, go through the play-by-play data of all these games and competitive games versus non-competitive. It, it would just be a headache. It's just not worth my time. Too involved. I have one other prop, and this sort of flies in the, you know, if I'm if you're in the Tampa Bay, if you think Tampa Bay is has value, then Tom Brady to win the Super Bowl is plus two ten ish. MVP. And if Tampa Bay wins the Super Bowl. I think Tom Brady's very likely to be the MVP. So if you're on the top, if you're on the Tampa Bay train, you think Tampa Bay's got a, a decent chance at an upset here, you know, forty percent ish of an upset, then Tom Brady doing the Super Bowl plus two ten is uh, would have value. Can you find plus two ten on Brady now? That seems yeah. like wow. Yep, no, it's plus two twenty, plus two ten, plus one ninety. I talked about that talked about this before the playoffs started, that if you had conviction on the Packers or if you had conviction on the Chiefs, that was the time to bet Rodgers or Mahomes on MVP because you were getting like 5-1 to one and 6-1 to one respectively. You know, we, we brought up a point on uh, on a numbers game on Visa the other day with Drew Dinsick, which is one of the things about voting for the MVP is the haste with which they vote for this. So usually by the, by, by the time the clock goes to zero, they're already telling you who the MVP is. And the reason that came up is because in the AFC Championship, Travis Kelsey had 13 catches and two touchdowns. Tyreek Hill had 170 yards receiving. And so I sort of hypothetically asked, if those stats were transferred to the Super Bowl, let's say the Chiefs win the Super Bowl and Tyreek has 170 yards receiving, and Travis Kelsey, 13 catches plus two touchdowns, would one of those two guys get the MVP or would they still give it to Mahomes? And one of the things we talked about was the sheer haste with which they give the award. They don't have like an hour to contemplate this stuff. Like, in, you know, the NBA MVP where they have weeks to consider it or months for the whole arc of the season. And they finally do it very deliberately. They're like, bam, there's your MVP. And so that really does further tip it to the scales of the quarterback because you, yeah. they really just like, ah, just give it to Mahomes kind of thing. Right. Although in the first game, Hill would have definitely been the MVP yes. week 12. That, yes. If it's an outlier like that where he's 200 yards in by halftime, but it right. would take something like that. And in, right. the, in the case of Brady, which I'll agree with you even more, they are going to bend over backwards, right, to, with that narrative. Let's give this guy, like, what would have to happen for, Tom, for Tampa to win and Tom Brady not to get that MVP? You could make the argument that if there was an MVP of the championship game two weeks ago against Green Bay, he threw three interceptions, he still probably would have gotten the MVP. Yeah. In recent days... Recent days, anecdotally now, uh, Mark DeRosa, who had big Tampa Bay futures, uh, won 200, like a quarter million on them winning the NFC Championship, stands to make more on the Super Bowl. He bet this bef- like the day before Tom Brady went to the Bucks. Jason Weingarten, who had Tampa Bay, Kansas City exact, has also had Tampa Bay to win the NFC. Both of these guys have bet, in the case of DeRosa, 150 to 1 on both uh, Jason Pierre-Paul and Shaq Barrett to win MVP. The thinking being, and you're just trying to come up with a game script, draw a line. If Tampa Bay wins, like let's take last year's Super Bowl. If San Francisco makes a stop at the end of that game, let's say it's an interception or a fumble, whatever it is, a big hit, maybe one of San Francisco's defenders gets MVP, maybe. So I guess there's a scenario where that's what they're, anyway, at the number, they thought it was maybe worth Maybe JPP betting. could have like three sacks and two fumbles or something. That would do it. Anyway, well, Barrett's, Barrett's in a better spot. Barrett, Barrett has a higher sack rate than JPP, and he's also going to be going against the backup tackle. Right. So and Barrett has a better chance of getting sacks. And, man, Barrett was all over the field against the Packers, that's for sure. So anyway, just— By the way, I have one that I wanted to ask you guys about. Total players to attempt a pass, including overtime. I have under 2.5 at minus 215, over 2.5 at plus 165. I don't remember— these teams letting anybody throw the ball besides um, Mahomes and Brady. Do you guys remember anybody throwing the ball for Kansas City this year yeah, or for Tampa Bay? We actually looked into that. Sam, Sammy Watkins threw a pass. Mm. That's, That's what I thought. What's that? I thought that too. I was thinking I saw something on a reverse yeah. pass. But it's not common. No. It's not like a Saints situation. And they don't need to do it in the Super Bowl with two great quarterbacks. They don't need to take yeah. that risk. Yeah, that's why I think that no, no under two and a half minus two fifteen might be worth it. It's not like you know you have like Belichick who's going to you know have Edelman throw it for a touchdown or something like that. It's it's not that kind of deal. Imagine if you had that bet 
the worst bad beat ever. They're lining up for the game-winning field goal or something. It's a bad snap, and the holder has to toss. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. That'll get you. The uh, the the other one we're, we were talking about is there was like an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman to score a touchdown, and it was like huge, you know, bang for your yeah, buck. Yeah, I have that right here, Gil. Yeah. And so, any offensive lineman to score a touchdown is plus 2,000, yes. The no is like minus a gazillion. Yeah. And any offensive or defensive lineman to score a touchdown, this way you get both, is plus 800, no minus 2,000. What book is that, Todd? This is at DraftKings. Yeah, so you'd have to go back and see how many times they run a tackle-eligible thing down by the goal line. And I don't know that don't, offhand. Todd, have you found any penalty props? I haven't really. I haven't looked diligently. I did see. I did see some penalty. I was scrolling through all this nonsense while you guys were talking, and I did see. I did see some um, penalty props. Do you want me to see if I can find them again? Yeah, was there an offensive holding total number of offensive holding calls? Um, let's see. Penalties under. Yeah. I got punt. Oh, there's all these punting props. These are the ones you were talking yeah. about. The down inside the five <laughs> drive props, penalty props. Here you go. Okay, penalty props. They've got either team to commit a roughing the passer penalty, including overtime. That's a good one. Yeah. What do you think that one is, guys? That's got to. You've got to lay some juice on that. For the yes, it's no, no is minus one sixty two. Wow. Yes wow. is plus one thirty. Well, so if you want. Wow, that's a yes or nothing for me. I would say yes, and both of these quarterbacks are the ones they'll protect of too. Course. You know what I mean? Of course, it's not like Cam Newton where they let him beat him yeah. up and they never call roughing. You can't cough on Tom Brady. Yeah, you know, <laughs> total penalties over ten and a half, under ten and under ten and a half is minus one thirty-seven. Over ten and a half is plus one ten. How is that worded? Accepted penalties. This just says total. Penalties. Well, that's very Another poorly one. worded because if it's total penalties, yeah, you go accepted. over. Yeah, I think it's accepted. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you? You're the, you're the referee guy. Yeah. Do you have any uh, angle on this officiating crew? No, not no. really. Uh, no. I just, I was wondering if they'd put offensive holding because they just they refuse to call offensive holding anymore in the yes. NFL. So I was wondering if they put up like a three and a half on that. It'd be an interesting number. How about the difference in officiating here's one. we've seen in these postseasons? Some games where they're just like, we're absolutely not throwing any flags. Yeah. Then some games where like, we're the stars, so we're throwing every flag we can possibly Well, throw. I think no matter what, everybody enjoys the game. They don't throw the flag. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's what, – what are, what are the flags? Most stuff's reviewable anyhow. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So. Well, in the Green Bay game, there was definitely missed – um, missed defensive holding, which they usually always call on the receivers until the last play, which was the most important play, which right. they didn't miss. The Murphy bunting pick was a total interference. Yeah. But I mean, uh, in in fairness, the Green Bay right tackle was or left tackle was you know false starting the every time. play. They never <laughs> called it. And then there was one play where Green Bay was a full second and a half after the play call went to zero, and nobody no said a word. They, well, they never they called missed, that. They missed that. They all admit there's one guy that's looking at four yeah. things, and they, they missed that a lot. They they miss it when it's a beat, like a half second. Yeah. But this one Which was like egregious. negative one. <laughs> Negative one and a By half. By the way, here's a here's a one that basically is is what you're talking is similar to what you're talking about. First accepted penalty type. There's eight different choice choices here, and I don't think holding should be the favorite. They have holding at plus two thirty, personal foul plus three hundred, false start plus four hundred. That's what I would guess. It should be false, false start. starter offsides. It should be. It's going to be one of those pre-snap penalties. Yeah. Right. That's what I would say. False start should be the favorite. False start is third at plus four hundred. Offside is plus four fifty. Pass interference plus five seventy five. Delay of game. Plus eighteen hundred. That'll never happen. No penalties is plus ten thousand, and any other fouls plus seven hundred. I would go with false start plus four hundred. False starts in the Super Bowl, people are like nervous and stuff. I I like that one. So bad false it. start plus bad it. <laughs> bad it. <laughs> you didn't do the hand wave. Got a couple guys on Casey's line that haven't been playing all season and maybe don't own Mahomes' cadence. I could yep. see some. False starts. Do you generally hear the ones we're talking about, Bob, and you're like, oh, I don't have time for this, or are you intrigued by the ever-growing menu? I'm not intrigued by those. No, you are not. I didn't think you were. I'm not in my wheelhouse. Hmm. Interesting. Just because it's a time suck if you had to really, truly research stuff like this? Yes. Okay. That's what I thought. All right. Well, I'm with Bob anyways because a lot of this stuff is correlated anyway. You might as well just watch it. First of all, 
Don't bet before the game. Watch the damn game. You get so much more value in in-game. And by the way, just one more shot for in-game because I always, I always, um, you know, talk up in-game. You have to understand. You get all this information free. Yes. Yes. It's free of charge. At the end of one quarter, they're just going to make the line, whatever the original line is, for the final three quarters. Wow. So, guys, you have to bet yeah. before the game. There are, it's not, it's not free juice, of though. charge, though. Yeah, right. Extra Ex- exactly. It's a 30-cent line. Yeah. Okay, but, big deal. The information is worth so much more. And also, the 30-cent line is nonsense, too, because if you're anywhere, you just compare a couple different books, and you can certainly knock that thing down. Well, you're right on that. Yeah, the, the yes. counter and the counter <laughs> to the counter is, I'll pay extra juice if it's like four points better, right? You know, that kind of thing. From what it was pre-flop. If I'm studying in-game bets, say again, Bob. I agree with you on Doctor Bob. If you're taking the Todd, let him finish. I'm studying in-game bets. Say, you say, know, Gil, I can't. He can't do margaritas if he's doing in-game. Right. He can't do margaritas. That reminds he me margaritas. Right. That, time to study the in-game. That reminds me of Al Lasso's debate watch party that my wife and I went to. Al Lasso, explain to people. Al Lasso is a plaintiff attorney that used to sponsor a segment on. He had a debate party. Follow the money, and it was all <laughs> Trump people. It was all the de- they had margaritas. Oh I was, God! I was, I was sending pictures to Mitch and Paul. Paul said, "Piss in the margaritas." <laughs> margaritas. But it was very young people. It was surprising. It was like all people. It was his kids' age, twenty-five to thirty. All the district attorneys and all this were were, were the tremendous spread. Great prime rib. It was. It was. My wife said, except for the debate, it was a nice party. <laughs> what a what a. You joke. sound like Trump. Tremendous spread. <laughs> nicest party yeah. I've ever been to. Yeah. <laughs> Greatest spread ever. <laughs> yeah. All right, I gotta go, Gil. All right. He's got to go do the. Some nuts. people are saying. Some people are saying the thread was the some best. People some people are saying. <laughs> I hear. Mike Palm. Thanks, Doctor Bob. Nuts. Thank you. I can see you thank guys. You for, thank you for the whole season, Mikey. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate All right, guys. it. See you, Mikey. All right. Uh, good to talk to you, Doctor Bob. We'll wrap it yeah. up for Mike Palm, for Todd Wishnev, for the great Doctor Bob. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate it as always, man. Good to be here. Um, R.I.P. Oshitai. We'll we'll never have it back, but we can always have the memories. Uh, good luck to everybody with all your Super Bowl 55 bets, either on the game, uh, spread, money line, or total, but certainly with all your prop bets as well from all of us on the Beating the Book Megapod. Thanks for listening today. Thanks for listening all season long. We'll have another podcast uh, to start the off season in a few weeks. Thank you so much for listening. Good luck with all your bets. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.